Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games blessing at jr andy when are you gonna change up the games cast intro to include yourself and then change me out of sonic are you what are you out? like uh, yeah what's going on I, with the sonic hate what's going on uh, this is after two and a half years which first of all you asked two and a half this. years that's fucking wild i did ask, i asked for it not realizing that i was being asked for it because if you remember mm. i think it came up during like my up and comers week during we have cool friends where greg greg asked me like yo if you were on Gamescast, like what would your intro be and i think I, I at the moment i said sonic i didn't realize that that was going to be taken as gospel and that for the next two and a half <laughs> years i would have to see the furry version of me as sonic in the intro every just single week, it, week in and week out just embrace it would you either embra- be sonic or uh who'd you dress up as for the sonic review tails right yeah it was tails it was the worst tails you've ever seen though I don't know. I, I I would have to think. You'd have to give me like a few days or so to like figure out who I'd want to be. It's just a thing of there's so much baggage with Sonic. Let, <laughs> and let, let I'm me tired of being say, attached to that baggage. Let me just say this. Um, once upon a time ago, <laughs> great start. Once once upon a time, several years ago, I was drawing fan art of the guys, um, in pixel art form. Um, once upon a time, Andy Cortez, the Nitro Rifle, used to do. 8-bit animations kind of like the idle scott pilgrim animations you know like the kind of like wobbly sort of idle animations um and i've been researching all sorts of different software because i want to i want to revamp gamescast like everybody's been asking for um i'll put you know blessing still a sonic somehow maybe knuckles this time maybe maybe big the cat um Big but yeah we're, we're trying to figure it out i like this i like i like everything i'm hearing i also like the fact that uh you know it, it, i don't know if it's in this current iteration we have but uh in the original version of the games cast intro we each had two different outfits so i was crash bandicoot but i was also what a lot of people think is cloud strife but no it is, in fact, specifically Zach Fair, as Whoa. featured in Crisis Core. Then we're getting the fucking remake on, baby. Winter 2022 slash 2023, whatever that means. I can't wait. I'm living my best life. But you already know How who are you I feeling am. a week later? Oh, bless. I've watched the reaction video no less than 100 times, and I get just as happy every single time. I can't believe we're living in a world that we're getting this much Final Fantasy VII remake. This is just, it's, it's perfect. It's utterly so, perfect. Man. So this game's going to be cool. Is it going to be like a cool you know flashy final fantasy game yes it, it's not going to be at the level of remake but right, right it was in 2007 when it first came out it was already like the first step towards the more action focused uh final fantasy type combat that that we got a lot more of in like 15 and things like that um and yeah it's going to be dated in a lot of ways because it's not it's not fully being a, a remake from the ground up it seems like this one is kind of more just like hey it's the exact same game just a lot prettier and 
uh, with more VO and things like that. But it is going to be a great experience. And it's short enough that like you can get over the bad stuff and, and not worry about it. But very excited for you to play Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Love it. I'm very excited as well. That that conference looked awesome. Um, I was unfortunately that was a day that I had like four four things or something like that. So I decided to to nix that from it. But I'm excited for you all, the Final Fantasy fans, and I'm excited to hop in as well. Just because I I love Seven Remake. Uh, I I had an absolute blast with it. That was I, I had the pleasure of being a part of the review crew for that, and that game uh, is just like one of those. I think it's so flashy and I think it's so fun to play combat wise that you kind of discount the fact that it is one of these technical powerhouses that oh, yeah. we usually Dude, the attribute character with, models. Yeah, we usually attribute to the naughty dogs uh, when it comes to that level of fidelity. But Final Fantasy seven, aside from the doors, was a technical powerhouse. I was going to I was going to uh, say, like, beautiful. do you feel like the doors are a worthy sacrifice for getting so many of these games out so quickly because you're getting you're getting crisis core this this winter you're getting final fantasy 7 rebirth next winter and then you imagine that like final fantasy remake part three is not going to be far too after that are you well, fine with the doors being not as great well we're getting them on these current gen consoles um we, you know we're getting the ps5 version oh yeah gotcha yeah you know what i mean like we're getting Actually, the uh Kind of versions that will run and they are aware i assume are aware that you know hey we have more juice under the hood let's use it so i'm stoked for that i want to talk about this more uh in just a second but i do want to round out the group do the final intro here making one of his rare video appearances on the kind of funny games cast the sad boy himself barrett courtney don't do that face ever again. Everyone that's an audio listener, you got to come over and listen to the, watch the podcast oh, here because like Barrett that? just made the most off-putting bear face I have ever seen. You can't even capture it again now. This is fine. What you did a second ago, though. <laughs> Barrett, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on here uh, to, to talk about some video games. Um, and as far as the Final Fantasy VII remakes go, I'm willing to check out part two. I'm willing to check out part two and see where they oh, go yeah. from here. I wasn't as into where they decided to to take the the first remake uh, as as y'all were. Um, I just I I'm one of those basic uh, fans who just like it. Just make the just make the original game. Um, but you know what? If Crisis Core is coming to to current gen consoles and stuff like that, maybe I'll get into Crisis Core Tim and maybe I'll see what the maybe I'll see what they're trying to sell me here with these new remake games. You know? Oh yeah. There's a lot of hullabaloo in, in Crisis Core specifically. I do want to say, though, just to set the expectations straight. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is PS5. Uh, Final Fantasy Cri- Crisis Core Final Fantasy Reunion is actually uh, not a PS5. Yet. Awesome. It's going to be on Everything. PS5, but it's everywhere, including Switch. So it's yeah. like it's going all the way down. Uh, and that's also like the game that made it look like remake, it, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it it's also the game that they realize isn't going for that level of fidelity it looks very much like a not a full remake but in some ways like closer to a remaster in some ways like it doesn't have apparently they called it a remaster i had a big argument uh on our recent games daily toward the end of it because we were talking it was on fridays with janet because they're we were talking about it being a remake and all this stuff and then like your wrongs were like oh square is actually calling it a remaster to which i was like bullshit like this game didn't look like that on The the ps2 the thing is though they're using that nomenclature to explain that this is the same game like it's not there's not going to be whispers there's not going to be changes to the story and all that stuff it's the exact same thing yeah. uh but i'm with you it's like this is a this is a remake a lot more effort and work put into it yeah. than a, a remaster 
traditionally entails. It also uh, reminds this me did of not, this is not how it looked on PSP. I'll tell you that. It reminds me of Near though, um, Near Replicant. How that game doesn't look. That game now doesn't really look like it did on PS3. It looks significantly enhanced, and it looks like it could be a current-gen game. But you go back and look at the older version, and you go, oh, shit, yeah. Like, they're they're replacing models. Yeah. They are, like, yeah, this is a lot is that of work even a, put a into a greater it. degree? Because, like, near Replicant, you know, you're talking about... Replicant came out on PS4, uh, and then, like, near uh, the one... the original one came out on ps3 right so you're talking about yeah. like a one generation remake versus this which is you said it came out on psp i was i assumed it was ps2 psp so that's even crazier like the fact that they take they're taking a psp game and turning it into this which you know from what we're seeing in the trailer looks like remake i'm sure when we're actually playing it that might not look as hot because it's on everything including switch but even still like this is for sure yeah ground up remake this is and it looks hot i can't wait for this yeah it yeah. looks it looks uh I guess when I first saw these sort of trailers that y'all were reacting to it, I assumed it was going to be a lot less than what we just saw. So it's very exciting to see that level of, of work being put into it. Yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to experience it because it is one of my favorite video game endings of all time. Like It oh, yeah. is such a such a special thing. So and it's going to fit so nicely into the story they're telling. But anyways, enough about the future. Let's talk about the now because this is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, if you wanted to watch live as we record it, and if you want to get the exclusive post show that features my favorite game show, bless who you got to go to Patreon dot com slash kind of funny games just like our patreon producers gordon mcguire ah, gordon mcguire fargo brady tyler ross delaney twinning first responder nd olive party from the kf community discord julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandoval casey andrew and james hastings have all done we appreciate you all so very much if you don't have any dollars to toss our way that's totally cool use our epic creator code anytime you're using the epic store it is kind of funny you could use it for all your rocket league needs your Fortnite stuff and now fall guys go check it out all the new fall guys stuff uh if you're buying things please use epic creator code kind of funny uh some housekeeping for you the kf summer collection is live now on kind of funny.com slash store you can check that out there's a bucket hat there's a really dope all over smiley print uh button-up shirt so if you want to look like Snowbike mike now you can live your dream uh but enough of all of that stuff there's been two video games in particular that i know all of us have been playing to different extents that i'm very excited to talk about i want to start with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I want to start with Andy Cortez. What are your Let's thoughts? Let's get the negativity out of the Let's way. Let's get it out. Let's get the negativity out of the way. What do you got to say about this? This is a uh, what gorgeous art style. They, they you know, Dot Emu, Dotemu, I don't know how to pronounce their the developer's name. Uh, I think it looks like Dot Emu, like Dot Emulator like maybe. Emulator. That's how I used to pronounce it. Yeah. But Google told me I was wrong. I think it's Dot um, Oh damn, it's unfortunate. Um I I think it is a little too like we got to we got to stay and feel like a classic beat 'em up brawler for it to feel fun for me. Um it's fun once you start fighting shit and you I you know, I get into the same sort of like here's the problems that I have with beat 'em ups. Movement is just really slow. Um 
you could sprint left to right and moving up and down just feels like the slowest thing in the world <laughs> and i just i it just annoys the hell out of me and i uh i had tweeted about it talking about some issues with it and uh jared petty was telling me about that it's likely because the perspective of the vertical axis uh you're looking at it in a perspective so it it would appear that you're moving slower up and down even though you're covering the same space and you would left to right to me i'm like all right well we're looking at this way too scientifically just make make the game faster and funner make it feel more modern because when i'm actually engaging with enemies i have fun with it um and then i find myself having to avoid attacks in the vertical axis and i just feel like helpless and it feels slow and sluggish to me and yeah i'm just that i've decided that like modern beat-em-ups unless they're doing something to help with the vertical movement in a way like some people in, in the in my twitter comments are like yeah there's a cool dodge button a dash button where you could kind of roll horizontally and that's great i love that but if there was like just a little vertical hop to kind of like help you move a bit quicker and not feel as just super sluggish. It's great when the game is predominantly horizontal, but there are some sections where you do have to move more in a vertical sense. And it's just like it feels so old and dated. And I get that that's the sense it's supposed to feel classic, but it's a little too classic, in my opinion. Um, and it just doesn't feel super fun for me to play. And I've decided, you know what? I'm clearly in the minority. Everybody loves this game. I am in the wrong. You all have your fun. I'll, I won't play these games anymore. <laughs> Talk shit and be annoyed about them. Barrett, what's your take on it? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I was into beat em ups like around the time when like uh, the Scott Pilgrim game came out and like playing a lot of that uh, those kind of games with friends. Uh, growing up with like the X Men and Simpsons arcade, and when the Scott Pilgrim beat em up game got re released, what was that like last year? Maybe two years ago at this point. It was one of those things like we I think we played it on a stream and like quickly in 30 minutes it was like, oh this feels like a a 10 year old beat 'em up game and I remember blessing and I kind of like our engagement with it like fell really fast yeah. and it was one of those I think moments you, like you felt it immediately upon yeah. like picking up the controller it's like oh this yeah. feels like a like, classic beat em up and correct me if i'm wrong live chat over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games i was that a straight up port or did they change anything with uh with bringing it to modern consoles i can't remember just but a I, port yeah i think it was like, just a port it, it it was like in that moment where I was like, oh man, do I not like beat 'em ups anymore? Um, and then with the anticipation of this game, like I I don't have like the I like the turtles, I don't have the same level of like love and nostalgia for the turtles, uh, as a lot of others uh do here at Kind of Funny. Like I I kind of experienced the turtles through my little cousin who really likes uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it wasn't even like that factor. I don't know what got me into it where I was like, let me try this out. I want to try uh, give another uh, kind of uh, modern beat em up a, a shot. And I definitely see what you're talking about, Andy. It just doesn't bother me as much because going into here, it was like, oh, no, it's not beat em ups that I'm tired of. It's just like they, uh, Scott Pilgrim just, I don't think, aged super well. Whereas this, it's like, it feels, I don't know, it feels like a modern beat em up to, to me where it's like they, 
have simplified things in a way that makes it feel fun. Like there always is a forward momentum, the way that they play with the art style, um, all of the, the fun animations, all the fun, uh, fun little secrets. The soundtrack is great. Uh, it's such a great, like a uh, co-op with your buddies type of game as well. Uh, you can check out over on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Mike and I beat it in one sitting where, you know, blessing joined us for a little bit. And then Roger jumped in like at, at the surprise last minute to help us beat it in three hours and stuff like that. Um, it was like a great time, and I, I do wonder if the playing it with friends on content element added to it, uh, added to like my enjoyment of it. But even like playing solo the day before and like playing like the first like six or seven levels on my own, like I was still having like a great time, even though I don't have the the same level of nostalgia for the the turtles. Um, I thought I was falling out of uh, beat em up games and stuff like that, but I was I was really impressed and I was like grinning from ear to ear the entire time. Even when we had those moments where like, oh, we're not doing super great against this boss, or that you know, there's one boss I tried to fight on my own that I didn't do super well against. Like I was just having a, a really fun. Time time like this is this is a surprise release for me just because of how little i was really anticipating it before it came out and i i could see this easily being in my top 10 of the year i also just want to point out when i got to one of the bosses i had it's never a good feeling when i feel like i'm playing trek to yomi and (laughs) what i mean by that is like when i was getting one of these (laughs) engagements i was like I f- I'm not having fun right now. I'm so pissed off at this game that, like, you know, this thing's coming at me and my character's just fucking trying to avoid it. It's just like, I was like, fuck this game. I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Wow. I- I'm not good enough. I I, I definitely get where you're, where you're coming from because, like, I think for me, I'm, a- I'm also not somebody who's super into beat-em-ups. And I think it was Scott Pilgrim that opened my eyes into that and then this game that probably doubled down on that for me. Like, this is one where, like, as I'm playing it, I'm like, man... I wish I liked this genre more. And like, I have so much, I, I, I think I come down on it of like having so much respect for this game because I think presentation wise, music, mm-hmm. visuals, like it knocks so much of that stuff out the park, right? Like I remember being at the airport and like sitting next to Tim and Tim shows me a switch and Tim's like on one of the levels that I think it was like the, was it like the surf? It was like some kind of like on rails type thing. Okay. Yeah. And it had like some rap music playing and like Tim shows me and I'm like, Oh, that's dope as fuck. Like, I'm going to have, I need to play this game. If not just for like Raekwon and Ghostface Killer on the mic. And so like, I jumped into that with that in mind of like, okay, let me get in, let me get into just the pure like presentation and see if that does it for me, if the style will speak to me. And I think this, for me, the style did work, but I, I have a lot of the same gameplay qualms that I think Andy has in terms of, oh man, this just doesn't feel as fun to play. Like I had fun playing it with Mike and Barrett, I think for the hanging, hanging out aspect of it. You know, it's like, I think beat em ups are really good for turning your brain off and just going with the flow and hanging out and kicking it and all that stuff. And I think for me, the game really worked for that aspect. But gameplay wise, there wasn't much for my brain to like hold on to in terms of, oh shit, all right, this is a mechanic I can get behind. Or, oh shit, this is something that like, you know, really like opens the game up for me. Like, I never had any of those moments. And granted, like, I'm not like, I've played way more of a of a limited amount uh, of the game than you guys. Cause I think I just played on that stream, like maybe a little bit more and that was about it. So, like, Probably like an hour and a half to two hours, but like I, as of now, I'm not that inclined to go back to it. Tim, how do you I think? 
Andy, I think you're right at the end of the day when it comes to the the type of gameplay that you're talking about would enhance this experience and I think make the the genre and this game in particular uh, even more of a hit to more people uh, out there and like more people that like might just be like, oh, they take one look at this and they're like, that's nifty, but like I'm not actually going to play it. Like I'm looking for something a little bit more modern. But um, I absolutely loved this game. Like it was very much made for me in so many different ways but you guys talk about the presentation and all that like i i think that they 10 out of 10 knocked this out of the park like this is not only a beautiful homage to the 1980s turtles cartoon it is also an homage to just the 90s obsession with the turtles in general there's references to the movies there's references to the other games the world map from uh, this game is very reminiscent of the the world map of the original NES Turtles game that infamously an- Angry Video Game Nerd uh, made his video on, and like that's not a side scrolling beat 'em up at all. Yeah, like uh, Barrett has it right here. Those little moments meant so much to me playing through. I always talk about how with Cuphead that even if you find it too hard. You owe it to yourself to pull up a YouTube video and watch someone else play through it so you can just see how much artistry was put into the backgrounds, the different phases of the bosses and all that. I think what this game does best is it is essentially Cuphead but easy where it might not be the most engaging gameplay of all time, but every single thing you're doing, you're being constantly rewarded every screen with some fun new animation of the Foot Clan doing something or uh, a surprise cameo popping in left or right or like little things like even here, just having uh, Krang's head, like just kind of like sad, like bopping up and down as the, you do the, the racking fight. Like there's just so much love put into every single choice in this. And we were talking about the soundtrack earlier. Like I'm one of the biggest T Lopes fans in the world. He did the soundtrack for Sonic mania and he just, he's got the stuff. Like he just understands how to emulate certain styles and vibes and add his own modern twist to it, where all of these sound like, turtles in time just dialed up to 2022 and the inspired choice of having the different rap tracks um specifically the shredder fight having Ghostface Killa, like oh my god it, it's just one of those perfect video game moments that you can't really put words to because it just feels just absolutely too good to be true like, it's, it's bizarre and it, hyped and it, it's like one of those like it goes over the top in a very like almost anime kind of way too like the way he's like super shredder as well and yeah with the rap track that like shouldn't work but it does for whatever reason um it's maybe, turtles man maybe because vanilla ice you know way back in the day go, yeah uh, go mc Nintendo, hammer yeah um, all that all that like it just it works so it, it works so well and just seeing like the the characters interact with each other when you're playing with friends and you like one of them gets knocked down and they have like the pizza like out to like have the turtle yeah. wake up like just little stuff like that that i absolutely adore for this game yeah, man, it's those little things. And like, you know, me and Andy did uh, Ninja Turtles in review that you can watch over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny recently where we went through all the movies. And I think one of the most important parts of the Turtles is New York City as a character itself. And I think that this game being so focused in New York just has so many of those fun moments and uh, so many references to, again, Turtles at large, whether it's the games, the, the the comics, the movies, the shows, everything. There's just so much getting the original voice actors, hearing Rob Paulson as Raphael, like 
all of that it just hits all the notes it needs to and to andy's point about the gameplay kind of and, and blessing a little bit about it being a little like simple and going through it um i'm with andy that the vertical mobility could use a lot of work um even in things like we're seeing here where you're on the flying hoverboards and uh you're attacking the guys it's clear where their shadows are but it's still kind of always a little difficult to hit them exactly the way you want to and sometimes it feels like i know what i need to do but it's just my hands aren't getting there for whatever reason and that can get frustrating but there were i tim go for it. there were mm-hmm. so many times that i was on the skateboard that i pat i was like all right this time i am lined up with this floating pizza with the balloon on it and <laughs> i would miss it every goddamn time because i think the turtles mm-hmm. shadow is not what just because the turtle shadow is aligned with the pizza shadow doesn't mean that the pizza is there and it was it had some one of those weird alignment things um and that like definitely caused some frustration but yeah just a little up and down hop i just need like a dit, 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 you know like let me let yeah. move a little bit quicker and, and i get why they don't have it like that's the thing is like and i'm not defending it because i'm with you on this it's just the way that it works is because every screen is such an event to itself and there is that level of animation of both background characters background things you're interacting with things that are just like there just to, to kind of like block you or walk past or whatever like if it was more vertical it would be a completely different type of game which i would love to play that type of game but i think that i understand why they limit your mobility of not being able to double tap up double tap down to do a, a quick up or down um just because everything would have to be re- rethought um but it it is weird, like, and you know, we were telling our stories about our, our past with these games. I I kind of had a similar come to Jesus that I don't love this genre a long time ago when Turtles in Time was first remade on the Xbox 360, and uh, it was when they they were re releasing Simpsons and X Men and and all of that stuff on the on different um, consoles. And I remember playing it for like fifteen minutes and being like, oh man, like. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like the games were designed to eat your quarters at arcades, right? It was like they were designed to be just a little harder than they needed to be, but be just good enough to want you to keep going and put another quarter in it and keep going. So for this game, there has to be a hook that you're not feeling the need to put quarters in and all that. So what is it going to be? And I think that the story mode of this game found an excellent way to do that, which is having you have the leveling system of going from one to 10. Every time you get a level, you get something new, whether it's more hit points, an extra life, a new move, different ability. That was the type of stuff that I think the game did a really good job in story mode, at least single player of pacing level to level how level one is very easy but by the time you get to like level 10 or 11 there are some actual challenging moments that you really need to learn all the or use all the things that you've learned going into it and that's not just the basic techniques and stuff it's also these new moves so i'm like should i use my air special now or should i wait and use my ground special uh in in the second phase of this boss or whatever and that was a a deeper level of thinking that i expected to have at any point in this game when i first started playing it so once we get into the last couple levels i was surprised at how I don't want to say difficult it got, but how challenging and engaging it got because it definitely started off a little bit like fail-proof where you are just like going right and punch, 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 and that's it. But I think that they did a good job of balancing the the pacing and challenge overall that by the end of it, I was like, oh, I had a great time with this um, as Leo. I actually want to go back and see how other characters feel. And that's another thing I think that they really nailed is every character feels identifiably their own and fun to play in a different way where – Playing Leo, that's kind of like the Mario and Mario Kart, little average everywhere. Jumping over and playing a level as Raph, 
the powerhouse that's slower than everyone and his range sucks, but you're beating the living fuck out of people. Like you're so just fun. seeing and it feels so good, but it's like, oh my God, you're dying so much faster. And then jumping over um as as different characters, like Donnie, obviously with the range, it just I'm very surprised at how high quality every single character feels in a different way. Andy, you had your hand raised. Aside from the the vertical mobility we've talked about, what would what could be added to this game in order to kind of make it an all timer for you, or is it an all timer? It's all timer in certain ways. I, I think that it existing and being as good as it is, I it, it's this is fantastic. But in terms of replayability, I think that the fun really does come from playing with your friends, and I'll be able to play this with any group of people and have at least an hour of fun. I think for the rest of my life, and that's cool. But I'm already starting to peter out where I'm like. All right, I played as a couple of different characters. I don't really feel the pull to max out all their levels. Or like I I went back and I got all the collectibles in the levels and that felt good. I started trying to do all the challenges in the levels and I was like, you know what? This isn't fun. So I'm not gonna do mm. it anymore. Yeah. So I kinda was... feel Sorry, I feel like ahead. the one thing that I'd like to see is a I I was really into the leveling system and like getting new abilities, which is not in the arcade mode. If you do arcade, you just get everything from the the jump. Right. But um, I really liked the leveling and skills. I wish that that was a lot deeper. Mm. Uh, talking about the the challenges, that was something I noticed immediately of like, oh, there's a lot of challenges here, like not even trying the boat. Like when you get notified, that, like, oh, you failed this challenge because you weren't supposed to take any damage on this level. I was like, all righty, that's not going to be a fun time. So uh, personally, like for replayability and stuff like that, like I personally don't need it. Like. We played it through one time, and, like, I really enjoyed that time. I personally, like, don't need to go back to it. Uh, that's not, like, what I was personally looking for. So I was cool to just, like, have that that two-hour experience and just kind of move on with my life. Were you uh, – do you think that because of the position we're in, we get these free games, uh, do you think, like, two and a half to three hours for – what is it, $25? I don't know. It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Game Pass, okay. The question you're asking, like I've seen, I've seen so many people hop into it and play around for a little bit and hop out. I think because it's on Game Pass, which I think is, gonna be, which is huge for the game. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just thinking, like I was pretty surprised. I didn't know going into it that it was going to be that short. And when I saw the kind of funny place thumbnail saying full playthrough, three hour long video, like whoa, holy shit, that's that's a pretty short game. But is that is I that just a mode? Because that... like, uh, like, is there not a longer? Uh, stretched out playthrough well, scenario there, there's like a there's the arcade mode but i'm pretty sure that's like a classic arcade style where it's like oh, you only have a certain amount of lives to be able to get through the entire thing uh yeah. stuff like that and like you don't have the leveling system i believe like tim was saying um but no that's just kind of like and to me again that in my head that was like yeah that's like probably like the length of like a normal arcade game as well like uh again that wasn't something i was like super looking for it to be any longer because i for me personally i i feel like it would have maybe overstayed its welcome if oh, it was any sure. if, if it was mm -hmm. any longer and for 25 bucks as well not even factoring in game pass like yeah i totally see that as like i think it gives you enough bang for your buck in that 25 dollars not just uh for like the the level of art quality how fun like it all is when it all comes together with the music, with the animations, with the gameplay and stuff like that. But to have the arcade mode, if you want to have like that more classic arcade style to have the characters to level in the more uh, in the uh, story mode, stuff like that. And to have what Tim's talking about of like different friends to be able to experience this with. Like, I, I, I think it's definitely worth the twenty five dollars. 
yeah, so it, it is $25. And I, I'm with Barrett. I think that like you when you play this game, you see where the money goes, right? Like I think that it like they didn't need to license these artists, but they did because they believed in it making this experience better. And it's like I, I think that they nailed the experience above all. And I think that this is a, a great kind of test case for more games like this. Like I'd love to see what an X-Men game could look like. Power Rangers God. game. Like I don't know. Like something Yeah. Uh, like we were they, talking on stream about like yeah, it seemed like the uh Dotemu Dot team or actually not even not even that uh the publisher the studio uh who i forget their name tribute yeah they were talking about how like they want to do a simpsons game right and like we were talking about like x-men and stuff yeah they they were they were hanging out in the chat while we were playing it on friday and they're like gifting a lot of codes and stuff shout out to shout out to that dev and yeah we were asking them questions we were asking them of like characters that they might want to include and they they kind of tease of like you'd be surprised of like how much was on the cutting room floor uh for this game and yeah if you want to maybe see it as dlc definitely uh you know let the let the publisher know because we but, would very much enjoy that and i i do love the idea of you know like I, I love devs who have a specialization and like it seems like these guys can specialize in in doing like these truly classic beat-em-ups and if the way to do it is to put out these you know, three-hour experiences, right? Like, here's a three-hour Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Next year, we'll be back with with a three-hour Simpsons game. Year after that, a three-hour X-Men game. Like, I think there's probably an audience there, and if they can continue to get the deals with Game Pass, like, I do think the $25 is, is pretty steep, and honestly, like, I personally, personally, that is not for me, but I do know that that is probably going to be for so many other people that, you know, are into these kinds of games or grew up with um, uh, with these we, these licensed brawlers that want to return, want to, return uh, to playing those. Here's the and thing. Uh, beat em ups, you know, let's let's move past them, everybody. Let's even the, leave, leave the past behind, okay, everybody? Look, imagine this art style. Like, I think this is, in my opinion, some of the best pixel art ever, Period. ever, ever. Like, Good I just, I, I love their idea of shading and and shapes and silhouettes of characters. I think they have, like, perfect character design. Give me a goddamn Mega Man game in this art style. Like, a callback to the old school pixel art Mega Man games. Can you imagine what they could do with that? Like how dope that would look. All I want them to do is like, imagine if they just dropped a screenshot of like, this is what the Mega Man game could look like with like the fake UI. And it's not a game. It's just sort of like a proof of concept. Yeah. Holy shit. That would be incredible, dude. I love that. I do want to I see want more that. evolved takes on, uh, on beat us. Cause I'm right there with you, Andy. That like, Yo, yeah, take the same art style or the, the same skill in development and, and apply it to, like, Mega Man or other classic games. But also, like, I want more Sifus in the world. Because, like, Sifu, when I played that, I was like, this is the greatest beat-em-up I've ever played. And I think part of that is just the fact that uh, classic beat-em-ups, in some instances, just haven't aged as well. And then in other instances, just are hard to go back to because of the nature of beat-em-ups. Like, for me, growing up, Double Dragon was the one that I played, uh, mainly on NES and on Game Boy. Um and like you know that was my shit, but also like if I go back and play that game today, I'm sure I'm I'm bored by level three or four because like it's very basic and set up right. Whereas like a Sifu as a brawler, like uh, the when I first played it, I remember describing it as you know Fighting Force meets Hotline Miami type shit, right? And like even Fighting Force I, as like not remarkable as Fighting Force is. No offense for Fighting Force. Like when I played that on N64, I was like, oh shit, like all right, cool, beat 'em ups are 3D now. Like you can do something with this. You know, like, I want to see the genre continue to take steps like that. And, like, I would be totally down for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in the vein of Sifu, where it is, like, here is a, you know, 3D action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, still a brawler, but it's a brawler with the learnings of what, like, modern games are doing today. I think that'd be fucking, I think that would be dope as hell. You should try Streets of Rage 4. You think so? Yeah. 
that it's, so, it's kind of what you're explaining oh, here. To okay, I'm going to download that. Somebody in my comment in my uh, Twitter mentions was like, I love this game and I agree with you about the movement. He said uh, they said Streets of Rage 3 added a vertical movement thing where you do you're, you have like a vertical roll or something like that. And they took it out of Streets of Rage 4, which was like disappoint that person because like mm-hmm. that game's a, another game which art style is like undefeated uh, the amount of love put into streets of rages for art style with um them being 2d sprites but when you walk around light uh sources you're being they're being affected and shaded and lit correctly and just the most like this is magic game dev shit like it's unbelievable to kind of see in in action and i think that like if they were able to make a game like this move a little bit faster, I, it would be like a dream come true. Bear, this is Streets of Rage 4 footage you're showing right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized the game looked like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it looked more like TMNT. Holy shit. No, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's not the... Now, they do have DLC stuff where you can download. You can make your character look like an 8-bit character. Uh, it's just like a little silly skin that they have. But no, it is like 2D hand-drawn. And again, when you're like, if a light source passes over you, like, even though you're a flat 2D sprite, the fucking, like, lighting is, like, hitting the oh, character so correctly. Sick. It's so sick, dude. Yeah. It really it really is cool. There's uh, another one that I want to recommend to you, Andy. It's, it's older, uh, but I was talking to Jared Petty about this as well. It's on the Sega Saturn, and it must be somewhere else, but Guardian Heroes. Mm. And uh, if you've played Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the Super Nintendo or Genesis, it did a similar thing where it takes the idea of these two, 2D beat-em-ups where you're just kind of going left to right and punching people, but there's different planes. So you hit the R or L button to transfer back and forth. Uh, kind of like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze in a way, where it's like you're either on the front pane or the back pane. And That's yeah, cool. You can see it here um, where the characters like pop uh, to the front and then you have to like get on the different layer to be able to fight them. And it's just it's a lot clearer, but you just don't have as much like you don't really have any 3D movement in terms of using the the joystick or anything. But sure. um, I would love to see a modern take on this type of thing. Right. Like this looks dated, but like what's the 2022 version look like? Yeah. This still um, looks good though. It looks dope oh, as hell. Oh yeah, the Saturn had, it's such yeah. a great. Two D, two D, eight bit. Age is the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sixteen bit, thirty two bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on to our next game, Neon White, let me tell you about our sponsor. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much, I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up. I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair. And eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wire Cutters Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best Standing Desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15-year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life. Maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a Zoom call or something. Uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift. 
Neon White taking over the world. I've only got to play for about 10 minutes, so I'm going to shut up and I want to hear. Let's start with Blessing. Goddamn this game. This game is so damn good. Uh, so if you're unaware of what Neon White is, right, it is like half visual novel and then like half first person platformer action game with a lot of speed running elements with also card mechanics too like there's so much that the game is doing and like it sounds complicated but once you hop in it is surprisingly simple for what it is like basically it is get from point a to point b as fast as you can and it is incredible like the i want to say it's taken me about nine hours to finish and level to level it feels like it amps things up in such a incredible way right like 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 i said right every level feels like it's designed for speed running and i've never had a game as much as this game really make me actually want to speed run the levels and look at my friends times look at the that the world leaderboards and go all right how do i do that like how do i go as fast as possible uh stylistically the game looks gorgeous like that's why I, you're sonic in the intro bless because I, I, I gotta How go fast. You gotta go fast. Then. I gotta go fast. Uh, stylistically, I think the game looks gorgeous too. Like in terms of environments, uh, the architecture reminds me of Mirror's Edge a bit with how polished and like bright, vibrant, and like white all the architecture is. Uh, but then also reminds me if you've played uh, Paradise Killer when that came out. The character models remind me a little bit of that as well. With mm. like one, how they look in the world, but then also the style of it. Right, like you're playing as a character named White who is a neon, basically what that means is that you're in this like limbo area between heaven and hell and you're essentially fighting to get access into heaven. And like neons, I believe, are the beings that essentially exist between the heaven and hell space. And so you're going through, you're fighting, you're doing these arena challenges basically to, 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 to fight your way up. And everything about the game stylistically is so unique, different, and really goes for it. It doesn't all land for me. Like a, a, lot, a lot of the story elements for me are forgettable, but I do think that there is an audience that stuff is for. It reminds me of dating, dating sim style visual novel content where the characters are fl- flirty to each other. The stories, the story's kind of corny, but kind of interesting at the same time. Like that's the thing is the story is interesting enough to where I'm not skipping through everything. Like if the actual overarching narrative of them being these um, uh, uh, beings in, uh, in limbo trying to do all this shit, if that overarching narrative was not engaging i probably would hit the square button to fast fast forward through everything because the actual dialogue itself is so like oh man you're so hot oh man i'm hot too oh man are we gonna kiss <laughs> oh, like, no we're not gonna like is that is legit like that type of shit that like somebody clip that out please. it's yeah <laughs> it's so disgusting man it's so disgusting but like I, it's also like i know this is for somebody and like for me as in me and bear i'm sure as like the persona people are like yeah, I'm used to this. Like, I, I know what this is. Um, but, like, you know, disregarding all that, the actual gameplay itself, like, getting the getting into the actual arenas to go through the levels, it is just such an exhilarating experience that takes me back to um, when we are talking about indie games, right? Especially 2022 indie games. Like, takes me back to, to Sifu with how much fun I had uh, getting my hands on that game, right? Like, I'm having a similar amount of fun in this game, going through a level, collecting the cards, because, again, the level design is so good. They know exactly what cards to give you at the right time. And, like... These, these levels are designed for you to play a certain way and then also to kind of break them in a certain way. And so as you're going, you are picking up, like, let's say if you pick up the fireball card, right? The fireball card is doubles as a shotgun, but then if you discard it, you'll do, like, a quick, like, dash maneuver. Um, and so, like, the levels place out enemies and cards in specific ways to where you're just zooming through them because you get the fireball, you do the dash, you get the stomp card, you do the stomp move into an enemy that'll then bounce you up and boom, you got to the end in 30 seconds. Now do you want to try to do it in 25 seconds? And it's that 
it's the perfect gameplay loop for me. Like, I absolutely love love this kind of game, and I think for me, this is one of the best ones to do it in this way. I want I want to um, obviously the game is kind of advertising itself as yes, it's it has cards and this and that. I I I want to move away from that. I the game you're doing a bad job of. I I feel like all the players are doing the PR and marketing for the game right now. Because when the game was starting to come out, we kept kept on hearing about this card system, and you see these cards, and uh, I believe um, I heard Janet on a Games Daily, I believe, talking about like, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of card uh, deck, you know, builders and things of that nature. This is not a card deck builder. Just whenever you hear the word card, just think of like item or power it, it, up. That's all weapon, it is. It's, it's a, a weapon with, with a uses. secondary ability. Yeah, it's a weapon yeah. with like it does something else and. It either shoots the thing, or if you right-click in my uh, on my setup, it does a maneuver. Whether it's a vertical maneuver, or yeah. horizontal, or directional. Don't think of deck building. It's not, like, that complicated. It, it, and it, I think the, way, the reason why they wanted to do is cards is just because, literally because they use the word discard. Like, when you get rid of this weapon, it does this, uh, like, boost or whatever, or, you know, it uh, lets you stomp on the ground really hard. Um, but you no longer have this weapon. I think that was like a, kind of their their mindset with that. But yeah, I was definitely confused. Uh, like in when this originally got revealed, and then I kind of forgot about it. And when it was like starting to come back, and it was like kind of imminent in its release, I was like, kind of like yeah, all over the place of like, oh, it's a it's a card game, but it's kind of a shooter game as well. I was really confused. But then when you guys were streaming it on Thursday last week, and I was actually like watching you play it, Andy, I was like, oh. This is just a, it's a speedrun game with you know with guns. Cool. That's all that's that's all yeah. I needed and I didn't even really know about like the whole story and stuff before going into it and then yeah. And as far as the story goes like uh Blessing Barrett I'm I know you all have been absorbing it, getting into it. I I'm hitting the F button, skipping everything. I don't <laughs> I give a damn. Thing. Uh Steve Bloom, I love you. I don't care for many of the other voice actors in this game. Um, and actually I've never felt older in my life because, um, somebody tagged me in a video, uh, or tagged a screenshot on Twitter from Alana who had posted a video like at one in the morning last night of her playing neon white. And, uh, and it was like the quote of like, God damn it. Nine seconds, Andy, what the fuck? And so I was like, Oh, Alana played neon white. Let me go check it out. And then I saw in the comment section, somebody said, is that the voice of Brimstone from Valorant? And I'm like, homie, that's fucking Spike Spiegel, dog. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, he's Brimstone from Valorant, but that's Spike Spiegel, man. Come yeah. on. Oh, I felt awful. Yeah, the felt voice so cast old. in the game is like surprisingly kind of stacked. A- anyway, whenever they get to the dialogue, though, bless, I'm just like, F, 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 fat, fast I forward, feel, fast dude, forward. And luckily, it's really, it, it's a great system. It doesn't make you listen to the dialogue good, it knows good. sometimes that you just kind of <laughs> you're only there for the gameplay and i know a lot of video games don't allow you to do that and maybe they think that like no our story is super important you need to listen to this no nah, man i think the game knows what certain audiences are going to be there for some people are going to be into the dating melodrama kind of bullshit anime stuff and some people are just going to be there for the gameplay and for me i'm all about the gameplay and i am about 60% of the way done with the game and I'm 23 hours in. I'm just going for world record PBs all day and night. Jeff Grubb challenged me last night. I had to take his ass out. It's just, you know, it's a constant thing. Everybody just keeps on stepping up to the plate. It's like, 
I mean, just keep brushing the haters off, you know, Tim? Just kind of yeah, brush dude. the haters off, dude. Hey, I'm proud of it. I, the I game's fantastic. It's fun. I love seeing this because it's rare that you get involved in this this whole competitive scene. Because I remember, you know, Barrett and even Bless used to, with Mario Odyssey and all that, like, get into... And that's come back uh, in yeah, a very real way. I love that. I love And Jeff Grubb with uh, Astro Boy, or not Astro Boy. Astro Bot. I, Astro Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Yeah, exactly. So, and I've been watching all you guys' clips of this stuff. And it, it, I mean, it, you sold me on this game. Like, you guys is hyped for it the last week. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I I downloaded it. And I can't wait to play it more. I just wanted to play more uh, Shredder's Revenge first. But uh, my question for you is, Bless kind of said this at the top, that like, he thinks this is going to be one of the big ones for the year. Andy, I know you're pretty locked in there with uh, with Elden Ring at number one. But do you see this this getting into the top three maybe for you? I don't think top three. I do think it'll be maybe top six, especially with Kirby kind of uh, popping in. I, I guess I'd have to kind of really evaluate and see what um, I, I think this game kind of breaks a rule of mine when it comes to judging games, because I'm always like, what is the developer trying to do and do they succeed in it? And do they succeed in telling a, a good narrative engaging story? I don't know, because I'm skipping past it. <laughs> but like, yeah. I almost don't care. And that's the opposite for me with games like Horizon Forbidden West, where I don't. They're not making me care enough about these characters right now for me to want to hear what these characters have to say. Mm. I just want to get back to the gameplay um, and this game, I should be docking at points for that, but I'm loving that I could just hit the F button and get back to the gameplay because I'm having so much fun with it. I do think it'll be there. This is a game that when Roger and I were talking about it, I was like, yeah, it's a fun game, but I, I think in any other year, you know, I think this year is thought to be one of the weaker years of, of recent times. And I think that my opinion has certainly changed a bit where I think it will sneak in maybe top five, top six, which is yeah. like, if you would have told me that uh, looking at the videos, I would have been like, no, this just looks like any other fun game I would have played a boomerang X or That's a, what or I was going to make the comparison. Cause for me, yeah. I think this game is a, it's a more fun boomerang X for me. Right. Like I think the art style Damn, is more vibrant and I love, I, I really dug boomerang X, but I think this is doing everything that boomerang X did, but to a greater extent, just with, how much it leans into its own level design and really pushes the player to replay, right? Like, it's more content. And there is a story that, again, for some people, I think it's going to hit. That is the one thing that really is holding it back on my list. Like, I look back at my list right now for Game of the Year stuff, right? And, like, at the top of it is Elden Ring. Below that is Sifu and Horizon. And I think, for me right now, Neon White is sitting in that Sifu Horizon range, and I could see it popping down mainly because the story just didn't engage me as much, and I didn't care about that stuff. But when you're talking about pure gameplay, like... For me, this game this game is by the end of the year, I think it's going to be a, a standout for how well put together it is, how how great the level design is, how great the progression is. Like by the time I got to the last couple of uh, missions, which are essentially like a stretch of levels, I could not believe how the game was still building on itself, adding in new mechanics and adding in mechanics that like felt exciting. You know, because like halfway through the game, I was like, all right, hopefully they don't add add in too much because now I feel like I have all these cards. And if I'm getting to a place where it wants me to grab a yellow card, grab a green card, now switch yellow back card. to the yellow card and do the thing, yellow card, shout out to yellow card. You know, like if it if it has me juggling a bunch of different mechanics and all this stuff, am I going to get lost in the sauce and not know like which way I'm facing or which card I'm holding or which enemy to hop onto because it's throwing so much at me at the same time? But surprisingly, 
the the level design is so fucking good but by the time you get toward the end of the game where i'm like all right here's a new card and we've built a level specifically for you to take advantage of it and you are getting other cards but like once you get the once you get the next card you're gonna you're gonna know exactly what to do with it you're gonna turn to the left see the balloon enemy and you're gonna know exactly like where to go with it or you're gonna look up see a glass uh a glass wall and you're gonna know exactly how to use the the xyz thing like it is so phenomenally laid out in um, the level design, um, and I like I on I honestly do do think it stand out. But yeah, by the end of the year, I do think we're I don't know if we're gonna talk about it in like the overall game of the year um, conversation. I think for kind of funny, it might end up in our top five though. Like I could see it being in there. Definitely like the most surprising of all of the the titles so far this year. I'd say like this and and Trek to Yomi are probably the most surprising for opposite reasons. Um, I just was not expecting to have this much fun with the game, and I didn't know what it was going to be going for necessarily. Soundtrack kicks ass, dude. And the soundtrack yeah, is I, so good. Again, I'm only like sixty percent of the way done, and I th- unlocked a weapon recently that it just keeps on finding ways to stay interesting and stay fun and stay creative. More importantly, I never feel like the levels are getting stale. That's also, awesome, Barry. You beat it, it right. Yeah, I uh, rolled credits on it last night, um, and yeah, I, I, it probably took me like 15, 20 hours to roll credits, but I think half of that time was just going back to other, like, going back and replaying levels and getting world records. Uh, when I checked last night, I think I think in, like, the level select menu, um, levels that are, like, marked as, like, with the red icon so it means that you once had the uh, the world record. I'm playing on Switch, though, so, like, I, I'm not sharing, like, my, my records with y'all that are playing on PC, but, like, I think in total I've had uh, 10 different levels where I've had the world record, and I think out of those 10, I still have, like, five uh, still at the number one spot, and it's just, like, I knew going into this game it was going to be dangerous for me because, yeah, it took me back to the Mario Odyssey days of just bullying Blessing and Alex Van Aken randomly on any random holiday. It was a back and forth for a while there. Mm. And yeah, then you got 16 seconds on that one level, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I just, <laughs> and it just got into that danger, especially because, like, I have no friends on Switch that are playing this, so all I have is to compare the worldwide list. So now I'm just, like, obsessed of being like, well, I got to be top five in this level, or I got to be top one in uh, on this level and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I would say... As far as, like, with the, the story for you personally, Andy, like, I, I don't know if you should count points against it because of how much you're, like, digging the story, or not, uh, uh, digging the gameplay and the actual, like, level design and all that stuff. Like, you're just so obsessed with that, like, that you're not giving, like, a chance to the, the, the story, which I, I don't know if you should give, uh, like, knock points against. I know it's not for everybody, like, it's definitely you gave it a that- shot. Okay. I didn't just immediately start skipping, like. Mm. But after two conversations, I was like, "Okay, let me just." The voice that. acting okay. does feel very like it's of a certain style that yeah. it will turn a lot of people off. Yeah, like, it, it was, turned me. It off was when Yellow popped in to be when Yellow no, popped. It was like, talk, "Hey, what's going on? Why?" I was like, "Oh fuck this!" <laughs> Shout out to my boy Wallow from uh, Bravest Warriors. Wallow from Bravest Warriors is great. I was really excited when he popped up in uh, in this game. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I know it's going to turn some people away. Um, I personally uh, enjoyed it. You know, there's a, a subtle, maybe not so subtle, like, commentary on, like, working class and kind of, like, uh, you know, uh, attaching a, a carrot at the end of the rope for 
uh, for people in that like kind of matter and like uh, kind of the the ways that structural systems like work against uh, people who are just trying to e exist out here. Um, I was into that, but I, I I understand maybe the presentation of that with the voice acting, with the kind of just like uh, also just like the you just get these like. Um, kind of like drawings just kind of standing next to each other and stuff. Not not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I was personally into it. That mixed with just like the really addicting speedrun focus gameplay. Um, yeah, this is this is a top three uh, for me for sure. Um, I, I, I'd be surprised if this gets top uh, knocked out of the, the top five by the end of the year. Um, oh, listeners out there, if you don't frequent the YouTube channels very often, I'd highly recommend you watch... Uh, there was a, one of the days on the Kind of Funny Plays channel, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays, where we, I decided to play Neon White because Nick had to do some very important business stuff. And he was like, I may be late or I may not be there at all. I was like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll play Neon White. Um, and so I started playing it and I wasn't really sure how the audience was going to be into it. And then Roger popped in and I was really trying to beat one of Roger's scores. And I was... Going about this level that you're watching on screen right now in the completely dumbest shit way possible. I was like doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. I was like, oh, I could just do it this way. And Roger popped in and he was talking mess and ended up beating his record. And it was a lot of it was hilarious. It was like right when he popped in, he was going to talk shit and I beat his record. And it was really, really <laughs> funny. The funniest thing. But then we got to a level where we're Roger and I are going back and forth against each other. And then he has this sort of eureka moment and it's all it's on camera and he figures out a crazy skip. And this was on day two of the game being out, maybe day one of the game being out. Uh, it had been out for several hours by, by this point. And Roger had figured out the skip and he was like, oh, oh, my God. And he found out this awesome way to kind of circumvent wow. all this shit. And he got. He beat my time by like several seconds. I was like, well, I'm just going to go to school off of you then, Roger. And I went to school off of him and we were battling to get world rank number one. And the moment it happens was just so fucking awesome. And for a moment, it's like I was ranked two and Roger was three because of the skip we discovered. And <laughs> obviously, player one knew about the skip and player four knew about the skip because player four was Ben Esposito, the creator of the game. Mm. And then this random player named Q started climbing up the ranks and we're like, Roger, Q's coming for you. And Q surpassed Roger. We we're like, fuck you, Q. But then the, like when I got the when I hit world rank number one and I was rank one of the world on PC for maybe three hours. Hell I yeah. don't care. That was my moment. Yeah. I, like I was rank one on PC for several hours and that was incredible. It's That's an awesome. exhilarating game, man. Like there is one of the one of the levels toward the end of the game is like a longer, probably like maybe like three to four minute level there, there, I want there's to say. a couple like three to five minute levels near the end yeah I, at, the longest level in the game legit had me stressing real hard oh my god yeah because like there's like you know the a regular run neck a regular run in, in for a level in the game is probably anywhere from 20 to 20 seconds to a minute long uh because these are again these are fast ass levels that you're just blowing through um but like there's yeah a level that's like maybe four minutes long probably about and when i tell you that i was stressing not even because like I couldn't beat the level because I'm sure if I took it in a patient way, I probably would have gotten to the end if I just like took it one platform at a time. It's the fact that like you feel this innate pressure to want to speed run. And so I'm like, 
oh, I know exactly what I need to do for this first half. Let me just like, let me just see, let me just do it fast. And I die over and over and over again because I always mess up one thing because it's a, it's like when you get to the end of Cuphead and I'm sure there's a boss toward the end of Cuphead that's like way longer than the other ones. And it's like a test of endurance type situation. Is that King Dice? Yeah, like yeah. Neon White has that. And it's, I'm sure it's not anywhere near as bad as King Dice. But for me, I was like, why can't I get to the fucking end of this level? Like this shit is fucking killing me. Are you, are you talking uh, about the very last level? Not the very, not the very last one. It's uh -huh. like the last level of like mission eleven or chapter eleven. Okay, okay. if you know what okay. I'm. It's the one where it takes you to the gauntlet of all the different cards, basically. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that one was fucking me up. Um, but I do want to give another shout out, right? And you mentioned the soundtrack. I was not digging the soundtrack at much at at first. I was like, oh, okay, they're leaning in a drum and bass. Like, all right, that's fine. When I tell you that by maybe hour hour three of the game. I was jamming out so hard and oh, I was yeah. logging into Spotify to look up drum and bass play playlists. Like the soundtrack takes the soundtrack takes me back to playing like classic games on like PS2 or even like I think Andy mentioned Dreamcast on Twitter of like this game has Dreamcast vibes. It takes me back to that of like yeah, this reminds me of my first time listening to Jet Set Radio and hearing that soundtrack and going, "Oh shit, I did, I I got to listen to more of this. Like this is incredible." It has I just think of the word it. Dreamcast, I think of like Liquid for some reason, <laughs> the, the logo, I see it. Maybe like liquid television or some MTV yeah. Toonami. Like it just has those late 90s vibes to it yeah. visually, stylistically. It's so cool. Again, Roger on his TikTok review pointed out the little useless UI the at the UI bottom. The UI is so dumb. Where, just you know, here. neon white, your character is on the bottom left who is not only reactive and reacting to the world, whenever you jump, whenever you fall down, you see his little thing moving around, but it has all, it has 90 different fonts on the bottom left, and it says, like, as above, so below, and it's, what the fuck is this it's so shit? Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, supposed to be, like, so dramatic. and, like, maybe some inf weird information about him. It's, it's like shit it's that so you do not need there. I want to give a shout-out to you to Ben Esposito, the developer. He, he on TikTok talked about how how people would ask him hey why isn't there like a gun model in the game like you, you have all these different cards that are basically guns why don't you just model a gun and he was like uh i just couldn't figure it out like i wanted it to model a gun but like every time i try to put a gun in there it would come out too wide and so i just got annoyed and decided not to have, have guns in there which is hilarious <laughs> but also like that this man's previous game was donut county like a completely different type of genre of game that's like, nuts i didn't know that yes like this guy this guy is, is insane with his skill and like i'm now i'm very excited like he's now become somebody who oh i'm paying attention to whatever you do next because you have some versatility to you what was that any banana i was gonna say yeah keep an eye on him sorry oh yeah keep <laughs> on was that, banana? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he banana. i was like yeah he made bananas too uh, i love it yeah any closing words on neon white I, I think it's a game of the year contender. I think we have failed as an industry if we're not talking about this as a as a whole at the end of the year. Uh, while the story might not be everybody's cup of tea, I think just purely on a gameplay moment to moment level design um, conversation, I think it is seriously one of the best things to come out this year and y'all should check it out um it is very fun very addicting if you get addicted to competitive uh the speed run type of stuff like that you know take care of yourself don't be like me where it's all you're doing when you're not doing chores over the weekend right um yeah i i had an absolute blast and i i, I need to walk away from it now that i've rolled credits i just like need to give myself a break and not worry about uh what uh world records i still have yeah i took a, a last night i got a tweet from jeff grubb and he was like tweeting at me and Dan Riker, and he was like, I can't believe y'all play this game so slow. 
God, and I was like, I all right, motherfucker. Like, all right, so I bitch. hopped in and I was like, let me wipe your ass out. I just got to fight. I'm busy. All right. I'm playing other shit. Yeah, Jeff other That's what my Jeff thing is. Grub. Like, I've been, I've been playing to finish the game. I've not necessarily been trying to like leaderboard chase. Now that I finished the game, I'm about to double. I'm about, no, I'm about to double back and fuck all y'all. <laughs> come after this ass. Come after this I'm ass. I'm coming after your ass. I'm coming after this dumb truck. The, 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 <laughs> the last two things I'll say, I uh, wish I knew this kind of bug. I think the, the game uh, clock will tell you how long it took you to beat the game. Once you've rolled credits, I think my switch counted as like whenever I was in rest mode, but I still had the game on because it says I have like 3,300 minutes and something like that. I'm like, there's no way I put 55 hours into this game in the last four days. Um, there's that. And then the one thing, um, because, playing on, uh, because playing on Switch, there's like a level of control with the camera that I, I don't have that I, I do kind of want for the Switch where I, I was saying this on Twitter where I feel like a lot of like when I'm pre-lining shots before I can actually see an enemy, I feel like that's more out of a necessity rather than strategy. Like for me to even like have a chance to shoot, uh, shoot an enemy, it's more of like mm. uh, uh, like memorizing the level and stuff like that. Something a, a, a level of control that I definitely know I would have if I was playing on mouse and keyboard. Um, Here, so let me tell you about the Steam Deck and gyro control. Oh, I, I think I would absolutely hate gyro control. I hate gyro. Honestly, control I don't. I don't like it either. Roger yeah. loves it. Roger was the one that was like, "Yo, get on gyro for this game," and I tried it. And I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Roger was playing with Nick Scarpino on PS5 with mouse uh, mouse and keyboard with the inverted <laughs> controls and stuff like that. So that, that, that's, that, that's where I all mean, those yeah. real Splatoon players play on gyro. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when yeah. Splatoon comes out, I'll get, I'll get on the gyro back. Get him where you fit in, man. They're super. Get, let gyro. me get him where I fit in. And yeah, like. To Barry's point about like end of the year stuff, right? Like for me, this is this is a game where that made me go, oh shit, Sifu got, got has got competition. You know, like this is like the this the, this one is Good like spurring up with Sifu, right? With like the indie games that have fucking dope ass, great ass gameplay and great presentation. So look out, Sifu. Love that. Well, let us know in the comments below what you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge and Neon White. If you haven't given Neon White a chance yet, sounds like maybe you should, uh, even if the story might not be for you. But let us know what you think until next time we're about to get into the patreon exclusive post show it's going to be worth the dollar i goddamn guarantee that but until next time love you all bye bye